This week in Hemlock Radio, we explore the world of carnivorous plants and the many haunted patrons of the Hotel Monte Vista. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to Hemlock Radio, a podcast by two long-lost spooky sisters. I'm your big sister, Alice. And I am the not-so-big sister, Allison. Yes, not so big sister. M- Medium-sized sister. I am the middle sister. We have a brother, too. That's true. Yes, the middle the middle, the middle, middle one. And then I have... Yes, you're older than my other brother, and you're older than my other sister. So... Yeah, you're, you're pretty much smack in the middle. You're just old. I am. I am I'm getting I'm getting up there. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be thirty six in March. Okay, Do you know how that makes that me feel? Much older than me because I'm not, I'm, no, yeah. I'm almost thirty four, so Yeah, yeah. There's not that big a difference between us. So but yeah, I'm just a smidgen older. Just a smidge. Brian's gonna be forty coming up here. Oh, he's old. Oh yeah, he old. I'm pretty sure he's turning forty this year. Born in eighty two. 39. 39, not 40. I say, real- you better be careful. He he close. He getting up there. He getting up there. He, he knows. He's a, he's well aware. Because <laughs> he's counting down. He's like, okay, 40 is when I start getting serious about working out and getting healthy. That is the wrong time to start getting serious. No, that's about the last time that we have. That's our last opportunity. If we don't start at 40, we're kind of like, well, we're screwed. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I kind of yeah. feel like you should. That's like too late, and at that point, you mm. should just accept your fate. No, no, I disagree. Okay. I disagree. Okay. <laughs> just my feelings on the matter. Right. I am not out of time yet. Hold on. <laughs> okay. I mean, but it's better than not doing anything at all. You know? I guess. I mean, that's basically where I am at this point. I mean, that's fine. That's fine. But we, like, both, like, decided that we really wanted to, like, get back into, like, a, you know, like, a reasonable shape. Not, like, not like buff or anything, but, like, a healthy weight for, you know, our build and, you know, t- not eating, like, complete assholes. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just kind of, like, all right. So, you know, or at least working out to the point where we can eat, like, complete jerks, you know? And not feel bad about it. Because uh, we do want to, you know, we do want to live, we want to be healthy into our older age so that we can, you know, retire and not be couch bound. <laughs> would mean, be nice. I guess that's fair. You have, like, kids and stuff, so you gotta, like, stay healthy for them and Exactly. Stuff. Yeah. And, you know, and I've already had cancer once. Yeah. So I gotta, I gotta really watch myself or I, got, I, can, I can get it again. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's that. Anyway, hi everyone. Hi. <laughs> we went off on a tangent. We do. So that. since our, our 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 test run recording went so badly, I guess we should introduce ourselves again. I real quick. I guess. Um. Sure. Um. So I I guess I'll go first. Um. So I'm the oldest sister, Alice, and I am just about finished with my anthropology degree. Exciting. Um, I like all of the creepy and weird stuff that's out there. I find it very, very interesting. Um, 
and I am the skeptic of the two of us. So <laughs> people are going to run now. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, what are these people? And I'll be like, no, hold on. Hold on. I'm skeptic in the way that I want a better evidence and better information. I'm not the skeptic in the way of like, it's all fake. No, I'm a skeptic in the way of saying right now it doesn't seem very plausible to me, but I'm not ruling it out. I just don't think it's being presented very well currently and the methods that are being used to prove the existence of ghosts and the weirdness and all this other stuff is it's it's just not very good it doesn't really pass muster and i feel like we have like a mix of like using scientific techniques incorrectly to try to say well now see like science doesn't know and all this i'm just like no 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 no. if we're gonna do science stuff then we need to do it the way science is done you know you you can't just like do like a half-assed job at it and say like we'll see you're such a nerd I am a big nerd. <laughs> I am. I'm a colossal nerd. And I, I will not apologize. <laughs> I will not apologize for being a nerd and for printing out my notes today. I will apologize for stapling them upside down, though, because, yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's me. Wee. So, uh, go ahead, Allison. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm Allison. I am the younger sister but not the youngest that's our brother nope that's our brother um i do not have printed notes mine are chicken scratch on a piece of um notebook paper because that's how i do things and there there there, therein lies the difference between the two of (laughs) us yes i we are almost twins except not (laughs) i am the trash goblin um (laughs) I really am. It's it's. I've accepted it. I am the trash goblin. God, if you're the trash goblin, what am I? I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of a strange beast, aren't I? Yeah, you're you're one of a kind. That's for sure. (laughs) Anyway, Um, continue. My trash goblin. Carry on. (laughs) Crazy cat lady who enjoys you know visiting graveyards for fun, even though I don't know anyone buried in them. Yeah, I do that too, actually. Yeah, it's I I like it. I find it peaceful. It's quiet. It is, isn't it? It's so nice. Um, oh, I get and I get so excited. But yeah, go anyway. Go ahead. I'm interrupting you. No, it, that's fine. It's gonna happen. And let's see. Crap. What else do I say? <laughs> um, <laughs> I am always watching like horror and sci-fi and fantasy and i believe in all that shit and i'm the kind of person that believes uh parallel universes exist and everything we see in like paranormal exists in various universes and when we see it they kind of just bleed into ours so that's my theory on it yeah and you know i don't disagree with that at all like what if like, here's my idea. Like, what if, like, ghosts that we are seeing now, because, like, so much of, like, what we see is from, you know, the Victorian era. What if that, that timeline just bleeds over into our modern timeline right now, because that's where it's just overlapping? You know? I'm like, what if it's that? Maybe. And not necessarily dead people? You know? I'm like, have we, have we considered that, too? You know? 
that's that's kind of where I'm at with that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've I've had too many experiences to not think it's personal spirits yeah. coming to visit me. Like, I can feel when my grandma's around, and I can smell like the smoke because she used to smoke a lot, so I can smell it whenever she's near. Even it's, if that's really interesting. Yeah, and, and and I'm not discounting that at all. At all. I'm not saying that's like, no, you've made it up. That's not my thing at all. Yeah. I'm like, just like, you're, you're, you're experiencing something, whatever it is, you know, or whatever's going on. As I bang my microphone, excuse me. Like, what, you know, it's, it's, it's not that you're not having an experience. So it, I just, I want to know in a more concrete way what's going on there. You know, what? what is the cause and effect that's happening here? Because if I think if we can understand that, you yeah. know, then how we can do so much. Yeah. And I want that. Where I'm more the one that just accepts, oh, this is happening now. Cool. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. And, that, and that's really, <laughs> that's really all comes down to is I'm just the person of like, but why? I want to explain. And I really Tell don't me. care why. I just accept that it is. <laughs> and I have a hard time with that. So... But, but again, I just I just want to make that so abundantly clear. I'm not dismissing at all. It's kind of how I, I hope went people through school, understand too. That. It was like, I don't really necessarily care why it's happening. I just accept that it is happening. Yeah, like, I get and I, I completely get that because we're all different, yeah. you know, and to say my like I've had my own like experiences, too, with stuff. And I'm just like, I don't know what the hell that was to this day. I don't know what the hell that was. Maybe like one of these, um, you know, later like special episodes. I'll tell some of the like my creepy ass weird stories. I still haven't told you about Oliver. So yeah, that's a whole story that we'll have to get into. That's super fun. I mean, to be fair, we really have only known each other for almost a year. That's true. Yes. We had long lost spooky sisters. We didn't know we each other existed until about a year ago february end of february yeah. yeah wow it's almost been a year i know I, I haven't seen you for a year thanks pandemic right it sucks last time i saw you was in march right before all the my shit birthday went down. yeah right before my birth like right after my birthday <sighs> yeah and then everything happened and we had to lock down like i remember us sitting in the hotel lobby being like oh my god, they canceled Eurovision and shit like that. And like, wow, this is getting serious. Holy shit. As we make our happy asses through Gatlinburg and go visit. I know. Like the, when, not the, what was it, that place that we went to? Ripley's. <sighs> we went, Ripley's. We went to Ripley's. That was fun. We went to a candle shop. That was super fun. Oh, and the cat house. The cat house. Oh. Uh, and we bought masks at the cat house because we knew it was coming and we were getting prepared. Yes. We were like, this is the last hurrah before we lock down. Oh, and, and I, sure enough, that's when everything started. I was still working at the hospital, so I was getting like the vet hospital and I was getting emails after emails with updates on, hey, new, new oh, COVID yeah. restrictions and this is what's going to happen when you come back and you need to wear masks all the time and all this stuff. So I'm like, I'm going to buy this because I'm going to need it. Yeah. And then like the whole, the trip was supposed to be my husband and my two kids coming too. And they didn't, Brian wasn't comfortable bringing the kids because of it. So... You know, we didn't know what it was going to do to kids. We didn't want to risk them. So yeah. at that point, like, and I remember like I came back from I came back from the trip and I like quarantined and like hid myself from everybody, basically. Yeah. I know at that point they were thinking, oh, it doesn't affect kids. And boy, were they wrong. Mm -hmm. 
Incorrect. It does seem that it does affect them. And boy, I don't want to risk my, my babies. But they were like, so. oh, no, cats carry it. And yeah. yeah. Now gorillas have it, too. So I'm just like, it's everywhere. <laughs> I didn't know about Wonderful. the gorillas. Oh, God. Yeah, we just found out about gorillas. Get it. I think in the San Diego Zoo. Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. But I was at a zoo. They found out that gorillas. Mm. Did you hear COVID. about the, the bird flu pandemic? I think in India that's happening right now. Is that what, like, the mysterious illness that people were having that we didn't know what it was? I don't know if that's it or if this is a new one, but I saw it on Twitter the oh, other shit. day that there was, like, an outbreak of bird flu in India. Shut up. Yeah. No. And I'm like, oh, joy. So I can't do this again. So that's how this year is going to go. At least we know what bird flu is and we can treat that's it. That's true. That's true. I don't want to do this again. Oh, Allison. <laughs> I cry. <laughs> oh God, I'm just laughing now because I'm just like, well, I'm gonna stay in my house alone forever. That's cool. Uh, we'll never see a human uh, being again. I'm so sick of my kids. <laughs> at least what, you I have wasn't out of my house before I die. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I haven't like really touched anybody in ages. Oh yeah, that'd be true, wouldn't it? Like, Damn. Other than, like, restraining animals at work where I accidentally, like, bump into people, I don't really touch anyone. Bitch, you need a hug. <laughs> yeah, I need a hug. Uh, well, if this ever does end, I will come give you a hug. I appreciate that. A big that. long sister hug. You're welcome. You're welcome. Here for you. I don't, I don't usually like hugs, but even I'm like, I need somebody touch me, please. Yeah, I mean, we do get that as human beings. We get, <laughs> this sounds like so gross, but it's like, I don't think it's called this, but this is what I refer to it as a skin hunger. <laughs> oh, it's, it's touch starved. Touch starved. That's a better way to put it. Less creepy sounding. Yeah. I like that. Skin hunger sounds like some skin shit that hunger. I would be dealing with on this podcast. Like, yeah. <laughs> Skin hunger. I'm hungry for the feel of skin. Good lord. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am what I am, okay? All right. New t-shirt, skin hunger. Skin hunger. <laughs> oh, that's our brand name. Skin oh, hunger. Nobody, Trademarked. Nobody's going to know what half of these shirts mean. No. So we got the, well, I mean, we've got our technical difficulties, Frog. Oh, technical difficulties, Frog is great. We've got, um, I'm neither fun nor factual. Oh, <laughs> I'm neither fun <laughs> nor factual. I forgot. Oh, so sad that that episode didn't work out because that was, it was, that was some good stuff oh, in there. And oh. hang the titty. Hang the titty. I see you, titty, above my head, you boob light. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm adding skin hunger to the list. Oh God! You've got a list. Of course you do. Of course I do. I do. If I do anything similar to you, is I make lists. Oh, uh, oh boy! And I make well all the lists. Excellent. Well, should we stop rambling and talk about some weird, creepy stuff? I mean, probably considering that's kind of the point. And we've already eighteen minutes into this, and we haven't. <laughs> what are we even talking about? They don't know what we're talking about. Oh, that's true. We haven't that's true. We haven't said it yet. We're, we're good at this. Okay. We're really good at this. Okay. Our first round of this went so much smoother. 
It did. We were we were all put together, and now we're just kind of winging it. So <laughs> the audio sucked. Oh, God, it was so bad. Yeah, we made some mistakes with the audio, and I was just like, I can't use this. I can't edit this nightmare. <laughs> so we are doing another episode, different subjects, because we just can't fake that surprise again. No. Okay, so Allison is going to be doing mostly cryptids. Yes, cryptozoology and, yeah. and apparently occasional crypto botany. Yeah, just crypto stuff. It yeah. can be anything, really. You know, it's a broad, broad subject. And then I'm going to be talking about you know, ghosts and just like haunted places. Mostly that. And then like when we run out of stuff far into the future, because there is so much, we will we will expand yeah. our horizons. And I might add in like some sort of mythology or like deities or lesser demons or things like that depending on what people want to hear but right now i'm kind of trying to stick to stuff that isn't part of like a legend or a myth all right well you want to take it away what do you got for us this week all right so if you're ready for this I'm ready the broad subject i'm going to be discussing today is carnivorous trees <gasps> what yes carnivorous what? trees and there are three trees specifically. The um, Yate Vale, which I'm going to butcher all of these names. I have... Yeah, it's going to happen. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> the Yate Vale, which is the South American tree. Okay. Uh, the Madagascar tree, which is just called the Madagascar tree in Africa. Okay. And the cow-eating tree in India. Oh, my God. So... Yes, I, I'm dying. Please tell me more. <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> so the um, first one I'm going to go ahead and talk about is the Madagascar tree, because I, there's they have more info on that one. Okay. Um, now, the Madagascar tree was brought to light in a report by Edmund Spencer in April 26th of 1874 in the um, New York World which I'm assuming is a paper or a magazine or something. Sounds like a rag. But it was <laughs> it was so popular, they ran it again two days later. Good grief! And then the South Australian Register also picked it up in October 27th of 1874. Okay. So it, like, blew up. Wow. So he, it was like, it was the story that he posted, and... It was about the, um, the, what's the word I'm looking for? The adventure of Carl Litch or Carl okay. Lech. It, it kind of varies depending on where it was. And a letter that he wrote to a Dr. Omelius Fredlowski. And I know I got okay. that name horribly, horribly, horribly wrong. So this information is in a letter that a dude wrote to a doctor. Yes, um, he this was, guy did a report on. Okay. He was an explorer and a quote laminate botanist, whatever the oh. hell that means. I haven't even heard of that word. I'll have to look that up later. Yes, <laughs> you're like you do that. So, <laughs> so there's this giant quote from the the thing, and it's his description of the tree. So basically, okay. he was traveling through Madagascar, and he came into a isolated region of the country and occupied by people he called the Makotos. They were kind of coming out of a specific area of the jungle, and he decided to follow them into, into it. 
And they came to like this spot where they found this weird tree. And Alrighty. here's the here's the description if he gave it. I'm sorry, it's really long. Just read it out. We got time. Yeah. If you can imagine a pineapple eight feet high and thick in proportion resting upon its base and denuded of leaves, you will have a good idea of the trunk of the tree, which, however, was not the color of a banana, but a dark, dingy brown and apparently hard as iron. From the apex of this truncated cone, at least two feet in diameter, eight leaves hung sheer to the ground like doors swung back on their hinges. These leaves, which were joined to the top of the tree at regular intervals, were about 11 or 12 feet long and shaped very much like the leaves of the American agave, or century plant. They were two feet through in their thickest part and three feet wide, tapering to a sharp point that looked like a cow's horn, very convex on the outer but now under surface, and on the inner now upper surface slightly concave. This concave face was thickly set with very strong thorny hooks like those upon the head of the teasel. I don't know what the fuck a teasel is, but that's what he said. Okay. (laughs) These leaves, hanging thus limp and lifeless, dead green in color, had an appearance the massive strength of oak fiber. The apex of the cone was a round, white, concave figure like a smaller plate set within a larger one. This was not a flower, but a receptacle and there exuded into it a clear, treacly liquid, honey-sweet, and possessed of violent, intoxicating, and sulfurific properties. From underneath the rim, so to speak, of the undermost plate, a series of long, hairy green tendrils stretched out in every direction towards the horizon. These were seven or eight feet long each, and tapered from four inches to a half an inch in diameter, yet they stretched out stiffly as iron rods. So above these, from between the upper and under cup, six white, almost transparent palpi reared themselves toward the sky, twirling and twisting with a marvelous, incessant motion, yet constantly reaching upwards. Thin as reeds and frail as quills, apparently, they were yet five or six feet tall and were so constantly and vigorously in motion with such a subtle, sinuous, silent throbbing against the air that they made me shudder in spite of myself with their suggestion of serpent flayed yet dancing on their tails. What the fuck? The Makotos, when they saw the tree, began shouting, Tepe, Tepe. Then they surrounded one of their women and forced her at javelin point to climb the tree until she reached the apex of the cone that contained the treacly fluted. Seek, seek, the Makoto's men cried, which meant drink, drink. Obediently, she drank, and then almost instantly, the slender palpi of the tree came alive, quivered, and seized her around her neck and arms. She screamed, but the tendrils gripped her tighter, strangling her, until her cries became a gurgled moan. The contraction of the tendrils caused the fluid of the tree to stream down its trunk, mingling with the blood and oozing viscera of the victim. The Makotos rushed forward to drink this mixture of blood and tree fluid, then ensued a grotesque and indescribably hideous orgy. What? (laughs) So, that... That is his account of a tree in Madagascar. I beg your pardon! Yes. (laughs) This poor woman! Now, this is 1874, mind you. Yes. This is being posted in a freaking news article. 
Not once, but twice. But twice? Of course it was popular, you sick puppies. Damn. (laughs) What the... Oh, my God. This... That description's incredible. Yes. Um... So the tree is also made, um, shows up in a, I think it's a book by a former governor of Michigan called Chase Osborne, called Madagascar Land of the Man-Eating Tree. Okay. Um, (laughs) so it's been talked about a few times. Now, in 14 years later, Uh there is a, I think the current literature journal did a reveal saying the story was fiction and only a um, idea by the original reporter, Edmund Spencer. Okay. <laughs> However, there are two However. other trees that exist in legend. Okay, so so Madagascar so, tree is a bunch of hooey. Okay. That, as far as we know. Okay. Now, the South American version is called Yateveo, and this stands for uh-huh. I See You. Oh, Okay, that's creepy. It's said to reside on a tepui mesa found in the Guiana Highlands of South America, especially in Venezuela and um, West Guiana. Okay. Now, tepui means house of the gods, and it's it's basically, it's a mesa that's really isolated, because usually they're kind of grouped together, but these are isolated entities, and they're okay. known to host a unique species of plants and animals. Okay. Because they're so isolated and they're so tall and they're hard to, you know, climb. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. This one is said to have a predilection for human flesh. Yummy. Yes. So um, there's a book called Sea and Land that was published in 1887 by J.W. Buell. And it says, travelers have told us of a plant which they assert grows in Central Africa and also in South America. That is not contended with myriad of larger insects, which it catches and consumes, but its voracity extends to making even humans its prey. This marvelous vegetable minotaur, which I love, is represented Whoa. as having a short, thick trunk from the top of which radiate giant spines, narrow and flexible, but of extraordinary tenaciousness, the edges of which are armed with barbs or dagger-like teeth. Okay. Instead of growing upright or at an inclined angle from the trunk, these spines lay their outer ends upon the ground, and so gracefully are they distributed that the trunk resembles an easy couch with green drapery around it. Oh, that's a trap. <laughs> yeah. The unfortunate traveler, ignorant of the monstrous creation which lies in its, his way, and curious to examine the strange plant or to rest himself upon its inviting stalk, approaches without a suspicion of his certain doom. The moment his feet are set within the circle of the horrid spines, they rise up like gi- like gigantic serpents and entwine themselves about him until he is drawn upon the stump, when they speedily drive their daggers into his body and thus complete the massacre. Oh, that's so cool. But <laughs> I, I, can, I cannot help but thinking of like these other carnivorous plants that are out there. <laughs> One's just like, I'm going to like have some sweet stuff that the bugs come in and get stuck in the bowl. I'm going to have like this smell that I give off. So I smell like a corpse and all the flies will come hang out and I'll eat the flies. And then there's this other fucker over there. It's just like, I'm going to look like a couch. <laughs> So I guess afterwards, um, the plant will crush the body and squeeze out every drop of blood and then throw the carcass out. 
Delightful! Oh my god, I love this thing! (laughs) So... I'm gonna look that's, like a couch. That's the couch plant. That's the ICU tree, which oh, has my the God. best name. A uh, brilliant! I love it more. Bravo! Come on, <laughs> I applaud you, couch plant. <laughs> oh, so um, this one has oh. actually been in various media. So, okay. um, Zook Tycoon Two: Paranoia Reborn. Oh. Has a possible foliage you can do that is the um, the ICU tree, and then uh-huh. one of the creatures in Resident Evil Resistance gets its okay. name and characteristics from the tree, the Yateveo. Oh, and Final okay. Fantasy fourteen has it in their Shadowbringers expansion. Oh shit! Will you hear all that, my fi- my Final Fantasy people? I've got quite a few friends who play that. So, so there you go. Little tidbit for you. You're welcome. No. <laughs> so there's one more, which okay. because this one's in India, there are literally three continents that these trees have apparently said to be seen on. Okay. So the other one is the cow eating tree. And this one was actually seen in October 18th of 2007. 2007, wow. 2007. This is a recent sighting. Yeah, that's that's very recent. All right. Okay. The places that I saw said it's in Padrame, which is probably actually Patrame instead okay. with a T instead of a D um, because, you know, translations are stupid. Yeah. And <laughs> near Kokoda in the Karnataka. Karnataka, India, and I'm going to pronounce this terribly wrong, in the Upanagade Upanagade forest. Close enough. Sure. (laughs) Um, So there was a report of a cow owned by Anata Gauda that was trapped in this tree that was trying to eat it. Oh, my God. So um, apparently a woman was walking to the shops from her village and she saw the tree trying to lift the cow um like its back half was up into the tree and oh my god the tree was kind of pulling at it she ran for help and the farmers of the village um cut it down like they started chopping at it to get the tree to and eventually the tree finally released the cow and the story got out somehow and the daiji world tv a YouTube channel in India arrived weeks later uh-huh. to kind of get a, a bigger story on it. And they found out the villagers yeah. would say that the cows would often come back from grazing in the forest with um, wounds and tails missing and, and things like that that they couldn't quite explain. And oh, that's weird. Yeah. like So they took them to see the tree. And the tree that they saw wasn't very big. Uh-huh. Like, it was an actual fairly small tree, which is a little weird. Oh, but it's trying um, to eat a cow? Weird. But I guess an thir- they told them a story about 30 years earlier. Another tree had been identified as trying to eat a man's cow, a man's bull. So the okay. um, tree in that story was ca- called Sarali, but a... Um, a forest ranger, Subramanya Rao, Subramanya Rao, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but that's as close as it's going to get, called it the Pilimara, which means tiger tree. So Tiger tree, cool. They were they would tell the story, and the, the guy telling them 
told him that the tiger trees can be cal- calmed or killed by piercing them with an iron sickle. But they're very okay. difficult to identify because it's believed that rather than it being a specific species of tree, it is a plant that has been inhabited by an evil entity, like a s- evil spirit that is trying to uh-huh. go after the, the cows. And of uh-huh. course, it's India, so the cows are sacred. Okay. Yes. I mean, yes. it would have to be something evil if it's eating cows. So, so rather than it being a species, this is more of a that. possessed tree. So you can't really identify it. Yes. Okay. We need, so tree, we need exorcisms. tree exorcisms. So you can't identify exactly. it until you catch it eating a cow. Which makes it cow. a little bit right. of more difficult to deal with than these other two trees that are very, very specific. Mm. Um, now, skeptics say that the cow just got its tail stuck in the branches and then it started struggling and it's got its hind legs stuck in there and the bent tree made it look like it was trying to eat the cow. I like to think that it was an actually possessed tree that was trying to kill this cow because it's evil. Yes. I mean, mean, that's that's what I'm going to choose to believe. (laughs) That is far more fun. That's fine. (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't, I don't have an answer, but you know. And like with most things, I'm going to say, I don't know. But like, just because I don't know, doesn't mean it is this for sure, this one thing. But I'm yes. just like, hmm, that's odd. And that needs some looking into. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. So I by mean, this. many <laughs> trees are around in a lot of things. Yeah. It's yeah. not necessarily I mean, a, a new idea. It there's seems. a book under the punka that has a story called The Man Eating Tree by Phil Robinson um, that is apparently in Nubia. There's the H.G. Wells story, The Flowering of the Strange okay. Orchid. Yeah, it's an orchid capable oh, of sedating and draining the blood of a human. There's The Purple Terror by Fred M. White that has parasitic vines with purple bl- blossoms known as the Devil's Poppy that season poison animals. Wow. Wow. There's a... I think it's a movie, Spanish Revenge, that features a Yateveo in Mexico that attacks a Texan traveler. Okay. He he just wanted a break on the couch. I guess. There's the comic strip Dick Tracy had some man-eating plants. um, There's the film Man-Eater of Hydro, which has a mad scientist that does a carnivorous plant-vampiric hybrid. As one does. Yeah. Yes. I guess the... The 1970s Get Smart episode, Somebody, tr- one of the agents tries to kill someone else with a man-eating tree. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> um, let's see. Conan the Buccaneer, a black Amazon tribe, uses a grove of man-eating trees called Kulamtu, Kulamtu as a particularly cruel method of execution. Damn. Wow. <laughs> and of course, you know, there's Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, yeah. Which is all about a manning implant. There's Harry Potter that has Devil's Snare. Oh, yeah. Like, there's there's a lot of them. I guess The Life of Pi had a carnivorous tree on an island. No, I didn't watch that. I heard it was good, though. And um, Werewolf of London in 1935 showed a Madagascar tree in a collection of a, a botany collection. No kidding. Yeah. That's, that's wild. There, I mean, There's a lot more. There's, like... There's The Woman Eater in 1958, a British horror film about a tree that eats women. Specifically women. Well, it's be- there's a tribe that sacrifices women to the tree. Ah, well, as we saw in the Madagascar mm-hmm. story, sons of bitches. So, yeah, there's, there's a Rude. lot of... You want this, you go up and get it. <laughs> 
carnivorous trees are like a staple of horror and like sci-fi kind of so it's yeah i just like i guess i didn't realize how much that's really cool I mean, but it makes sense that because we do have carnivorous plants, those are we thing, do, you know, like ve- like Venus flytraps are one. You know, there's that the corpse flower and yeah, and if you think back pitcher plants to yeah. like back into the prehistoric times when plants were like huge and crazy, there could have been mm-hmm. trees and plants back then that ate larger creatures yeah so it's it's definitely not out of the realm of possibility mm-hmm. and i i honestly hope it turns out that these things are a thousand percent true because i like want to know more about well them. i mean the amazon has That's so, so cool. many types of trees and plants life that haven't been identified yeah exactly there's so much in there like we don't know so Amazing. I'm all about this. It, it kind of makes, like, walking through the forest at night a little bit more creepier. I mean, yeah. Although I will say it does sound like these are definitely in more hot climates. Yeah. It's like, so, so I think we'd be fine. I think, I think they would need to be in more tropical climates because of, like, what they need. They need the sunlight and the water and... Yeah. I, I would feel like any kind of snow would be, be a, a hard no. So yeah, that 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 was that's a good topic. I liked that a lot. <laughs> Thank you. I had to try to one up my my frogs from the lost episode. Ah, oh, the frogs—they were so good. Oh, Chan, forever in our memories. <laughs> R.I.P. Chan. R.I.P. Chan. <laughs> Nobody knows what the hell we're talking about. Nope, nope, and that's okay. <laughs> There was a giant frog named Chan. We'll just put it we'll just put it that way. But you know, if you want to hear that whole story, we'll have to release the uh the pilot episode. Someday. Yeah, maybe maybe someday. if we ever get like a Patreon or something, we'll do that. Yeah. That would be fun. So tell your friends. All right. Support us. Tell your friends. So you yeah. can hear about the, the weird toads. Tell your pals, friend. <laughs> So I guess I'll tell my story now. Yeah. So I want I want to talk about because I bought I didn't buy it. I went to the library and I got a book about haunted places in America. Look at you going to libraries you know, and kinda, stuff. Oh, I love the library. Oh, it's such a good place. I love it. Go right to that like creepy occult supernatural section. Just live up in hundred percent where I go every it's time. Amazing. Oh yeah, you gotta do it. All right. I want to talk about. The Hotel Monte Vista in Flagstaff, hmm. Arizona, which is a fun little place. I thought this place was super, super interesting. So let me grab my notes here for you. Hold up. Hold up. <sighs> so the reason they built this hotel was that during the mid-1920s, tourism is really starting to explode in Flagstaff, Arizona. And they kind of needed some first-class accommodations. They're like, everything that we got here, the hotels are really old, you know... They're not working as well. We, we need something better than that. So they started a fundraiser in April 1926. And within one month, they got a whole crap ton of money, about $200,000 in the time. And so they started breaking ground on June 8th. They, they pulled this out really quick to build this really big fancy hotel. The day before my birthday. Uh, yeah. It was a hotel built for me. Way well, before yeah. I was born. In yeah, but they knew you were they coming. They knew I was coming. 
They knew. They're like, someday there's going to be a girl named Allison. Not a celebration. And we got to build a hotel But a for warning. Her. Yes. <laughs> a warning. <laughs> we must build this to appease her. She's coming someday. <laughs> if you build it, she will come. <laughs> Excellent. They did. So they built this. <laughs> they built a 73-room hotel. That was their first you. mistake. Yeah, 73 rooms. <laughs> and it incorporated the local post office as well. Let um, me reading through my... Yeah, they had a cocktail lounge. Um, and they opened business on New Year's Day in 1927. And originally they called it the Community Hotel in honor of the townspeople who contributed to its existence. The name Monte Vista, meaning Mountain View, was chosen by a 12 year old contest winner. Aww, they let a 12 year old name my hotel. They did. That's nice. At least they didn't name it like Hotel Mick Hotel Face. I mean, that would have been more on brand, but. (laughs) Yeah. But Monte Vista's nice too, I guess. (laughs) If you got to have a winner, I guess. Does it have a Mountain View? You know, I don't know. Maybe it does. I've never been to Flagstaff, so I've never I don't been know. to Flagstaff either. We so, should visit. We'll assume we it does. We should visit someday, uh-huh. and we can tell people whether it lives up to its name, because if it's a hotel that's called Mountain View, and it doesn't have a Mountain View... I'm going to want my money yes. back, and Allison's just going to burn it all to the Burn ground. it all down. You're offering offense her. <laughs> <laughs> I am not appeased. <laughs> So the Monta Vista continued to be the longest publicly held commercial property in Arizona until it was sold to a private investor in the early 1960s. It continues to be one of the oldest hotels in Flagstaff and is listed on the U.S. Registrar of Historic Places. Fancy. So it's really kind of a, you know, unique place. And they had a historic radio station in it, too. There was a lady named Mary Costigan, who was the second woman in the world to be granted a radio broadcasting license in 1927. So, yeah, so she worked out of there. More than 400 residents showed up for her maiden broadcast, kicking off the powerful 100-watt show airing three hours a day. So that was a cool thing that was drawn that's out of there. That's a lot of talking. Um, that's a lot. Three hours. And she uh, had this uh, originally set up in the... Uh, Backstage in the Majestic Opera House, which was in there, and is now the Orpheum. I think Majestic Opera House sounds real cool. I know. What a great name. Majestic Opera House. It's way better than Orpheum, just saying. Apparently, our opinion doesn't matter. (laughs) You know, whatever. Hotel Monte Vista. Should have been the Allison. Right? Yeah. That's a good hotel name. That's a good hotel name. Allison. Where are you staying? Oh, I'm at the Allison. Oh, nice. It's a good place. Yeah. Good food. Better have good food. <laughs> good room service. Good Hell food yeah. and good drinks. Strong drinks. Hell yeah. Strong. Hella strong. So, what, so but, the, but this hotel also has some creepiness to it. Okay. We're getting to that. Let's get to the creepy. The first creepy thing that I love about it is it has underground tunnels, which is already Those are auto creepy. Mm-hmm. A system of underground tunnels rumored to have been built by Chinese immigrants go underneath the, uh, from the Northern Arizona University up through oh, the town. Oh, that's even worse. Of Flagstaff. As you yeah. know, they didn't treat so them business- well. Oh, no. And so businesses, including the Weatherford Hotel, Babbitt's Backcountry, and the Monta Vista, have access to these basement tunnels. In the early 1900s, a devastatingly large fire damaged many buildings in downtown Flagstaff. And they blamed it on Chinese migrant workers. Of course. Because... <sighs> 
I hate this, because of their cooking and cleaning practices. Just a little bit racist. Just a bit. I hate it. <laughs> oh my god. And after that, the Chinese began to use these systems to get around town without being harassed. So they literally forced these poor Chinese immigrants underground. Bunch of fuckers. That is so fucked up. I hate humans. Isn't that messed up? I know. It's awful. Disgusting. Shame on you. Uh, now these tunnels are used for storage and piping. And it said the lower, the larger alcoves of the tunnels have been home to more suspicious activity. Opium dens, moonshine, moonshine, bleh, I can't speak, moonshine distilleries, gambling machines, and other relics have been discovered down underneath in those Sounds tunnels. like they were having one hell of a party. Oh, yeah. And so there was like, there was like during bootlegging and prohibition, the cocktail lounge opened and under the guise of a newspaper publishing house. And it's been rumored that there was a major, major, major bootlegging operation and speakeasy. In I the certainly space. hope so. But it better be, right? Uh, local <laughs> officers put an end to it in 1931. Lame. And then it was forced to shut down only to reopen two years later when prohibition ended in 33. Yeah, that was a failed experiment. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Now we're going the opposite direction and just making everything legal. Everything. Make weed legal, damn it. That's what they did in Oregon. Come on, Virginia. Come on. Because I don't want to smoke. It's bad for my singing voice. So I want to get them edibles. <laughs> I don't want to smoke it. <laughs> I just want it legally. I just want to sit on the back porch and get high. Is that too much to ask? Is that so much? I mean... No, no, it's not. I didn't think so. Anyway. Um, so a light atop the hotel served as an emergency signal for Flagstaff in the 30s. Uh, it would alert a local authorities and citizens of hazards and catastrophes in and around town. Um, the current neon sign is still a beckoning light for locals and travelers. So yeah, that that's very brief history on the hotel. So let's get into the ghost stuff. This hotel has been known for hauntings for a long time. Um, there's nearby buildings of a similar age. There's spirits haunting some of the rooms and the halls. And there's so much history in this. It's You would expect this kind of hotel to have some haunting stories on it. It's just kind of how it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, let's see. Let's start with my favorite one. The Meat Man of Room 220. Fantastic. The Meat Man. Love him already. <laughs> this bizarre long-term boarder was known by his strange habit of hanging raw meat from the chandelier. I mean... I'll let that sink in. Not judging, but judging. Judging. Yep. Just a, just a little judge. Not a hardcore judge, but just like a, hmm. Okay. Hmm. I mean, if you're uh, not but... hurting anyone, I guess, I guess it's okay. I guess. But I guess it would be smelly and to like... Is he like drying? And trying to dry flies. his meat and salt cure it that way? But and the, the flies. flies. Oh my god, the flies. So I just Okay. Whatever you're doing in there, Mr. Meat Man in room twenty two twenty. Uh, in the early nineteen eighties, the this was in the eighties. <laughs> the lodger was found in his room three days after his death. Oh Lord. <laughs> Not Wait. long after his death. Yeah, you just found him, he's just dead in his room. So they just let him hang meat in his room. 
apparently they just let him hang meat. And he was there for like a long time. Is that like... He's just a hanging meat. I wonder if they have like a clause in their uh, their agreements when you stay at the hotel <laughs> that you will not hang meat in your room. You know, like there's always that thing. When you, the reason it's written into the rules is because someone did it. Because of that so one I, guy. That one dude who ruins it for everybody else. And it's got to be that. There's got to be a clause in there. You will not hang meat from the chandelier or anywhere else in your room during your stay. <laughs> you let him do it. I know, and we regret it deeply. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So not long after his death, uh, a maintenance worker was working on a few repairs in the room. When in need of a new fixture, he left the room, turned the lights off, and locked the door. Returning only a few minutes later, he found the television on at full volume, and the linens on the bed had been ripped and scattered around the room. Today, it's common for the television to act on its own accord, as well as reports of cold male hands touching guests in their sleep. Nope. Mm-mm. Hard no. Nope. Hard no. It's not even a question of it's w- being real or not for me. It's like, no, just the idea. I don't even just like live male idea. hands touching me. No. <laughs> Especially cold hands. Mm-mm. Especially cold. Mm-mm. I'd be yelling at the ghost in the hood. You bitch, warm your hands up before you come over here. <laughs> Yeah, no, even if I was At dating least. the guy, I'd be like, Mm-mm, go away. Don't fucking touch me. Your hands are cold. <laughs> it's like when you crawl into bed with somebody and your feet are cold, you know, and you accidentally touch them with it and they're like, ah! I'm like usually that. the one with the cold feet. Yeah, I'm, my, my pants and feet are always very cold, so. <laughs> I think it's genetic because mine are too. It must be. It must be. Yay! genetics Yay. so that's so that's our meat man it's interesting that i didn't see like there was a mention of like the smell of meat or anything there had to have you know? been though oh you know but like but like even like after his death you know because if i was gonna think if this is like you know meat man haunting the place like does that room always why... have like a particularly large amount of flies or yeah that's what i that's what i'm like why why isn't that there why are people not smelling like rotting meat or something you know and flies randomly why is the tv the the focal point here yeah you know what the hell does the tv have to do with anything i don't know why is he touching people yeah like if so that makes me wonder maybe it's not meat man Maybe. You know? Maybe it's, some, maybe it's somebody, someone else. Maybe it's something else. Maybe yeah. Meat Man so. finished his business, and his business was to hang meat. Yeah, maybe that's all it was. And he was just like, he just finally hung the last piece, and he was like, oh, my sculpture's complete. I can die happy. And then just kicked it. You know? Like, what if that was his whole goal? He has no reason to haunt anything. He just wanted to hang meat from a chandelier, and, and like, he got his wish. How much meat right. are we talking here? Are we talking, like, a few pieces or like was the room full of meat let me see if it's in my book i don't think i saw it in there that like how much they just say that he was like uh uh hanging meat there i have i have questions that need answers i have questions too yeah they don't say this is the kind of shit i will do time traveling for Oh, yeah. Like, I won't go back to <laughs> Banging it, on like, the door. major historical events. I want to find out how much meat was in the meat man's room. I know. Banging on the door. Hey, meat man. <laughs> how much meat you got on that chandelier? I gotta know. It's like, <laughs> and why? Why are you doing this? Oh. I need to know. I can't sleep. <laughs> I can't sleep. Meat man. <laughs> why are you touching people with cold hands? Is that you? Turn the TV down. I'm trying to talk to you. (laughs) 
Ah, oh, Meat Man. My favorite. Ah, oh, we have next um, the rocking chair room, which is room 305. No, I, I hate it already. And it's been no, featured I... in many paranormal shows and popular among curious guests. I do not like rocking chairs. No, thank you. You don't like them? I hate rocking chairs. Oh, well, maybe you should. I'll hide my rocking chair then when you come to they my house. They are so I have creepy. One. I have one for uh for Sarah that I, I rock her in. She I really just, likes it. I always expect it to start moving. Yeah, that's fair. I yeah, I'll just hide the rocking chair when you come visit. <laughs> I have seen a lot of horror movies, so like certain yeah, so things I. I can't handle: rocking chairs, uh, garbage disposals. Nope. I won't do it. Oh, garbage disposals. Boy, boy, boy. Let me tell you, anytime anything goes down our garbage disposal, I'm just like, well, never seeing that again. Exactly. But I do. But when I do have to do stuff with it, I get very smart and I turn all the power off and I get like like my long metal tongs that I have rather than my hand because mm. I'm smart. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. Do not stick your damn hand in the garbage disposal. I don't care who you are. No, don't do it. Don't do it. It's not worth your fingers. I just, I yeah. So I turn off the power all the way and then I don't, still don't put my hand in there and I put like my metal tongs and I'm just like real quick, like I get it. Uh, no, I didn't get it. Okay. Try again. Real quick. Okay. You got it. <laughs> I make someone else do it. I won't, I won't do it. Mm -mm. I don't blame you. I, like, I totally understand. And if but I'm anyway, alone, rocking chair. too bad. Okay, go Too ahead. Bad. Rocking chair room. <laughs> so featured in many paranormal shows and popular amongst curious guests, room 305 is by far the most active room in the hotel. There are numerous reports of seeing a woman in the rocking chair near the window. Guests and housekeeping have reports of seeing the chair move by itself. Told you. And knocking coming from inside the closet. Oh, I don't know what that has to do with the rocking chair, but there's knocking from the closet too. Who the fuck is in the closet? And come on out. It's 2021. Exactly. It's safe we now. We will support well, you. You're safe. Safe. -ish. Relatively. Safer than it ever has yes. been. Come on out. We embrace you. We got you, boo. Come on out that closet. <laughs> but history tells us that years ago, an elderly woman who was a long-term renter would sit by the window for hours on end. No one knows what she was looking at or looking for. Could it be she's waiting for someone to come back even in death? Or she had dementia Ooh. or Alzheimer's oh, yeah. and maybe she's the one knocking on the closet because she locked herself in there and Let me know, out. <laughs> didn't realize it. Or she locking from, you know, outside the closet, but it just sounds like it's inside the closet because she thinks it's a door. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, she could be. Oh, Mental thing. illness so is is a terrible thing. Oh God, yeah. I, I when I one of my many jobs was working at a hospital mental health uh, ICU unit, and uh, we, we had many uh, elderly dementia patients in there, um, and it was it was very sad, very very difficult. Um, although I can tell you, it's an experience being punched by an eighty year old dementia patient. Um, I can she imagine. Did, she, she didn't. She didn't have much strength. Mm. But boy, she tried to let me have it in my face. Did you deserve and it? Was it was like a... No. Are you sure? She was mad. She was really mad because she'd gone potty in her pants and I had to clean her up. So she didn't want to be cleaned up, but I, mean, I had to do it. I'd be mad too. But I couldn't let her sit in her own poop. Well, I yeah, mean, but... So it was like... 
all right, we got to do it. I'm sorry. And I kept saying, I'm sorry the whole time, but she still gave me a punch right in the face. But it was like a gentle breeze. Bless her soul. I'm just going to say that the punch was probably for something that you did to deserve it and not for that. Okay, fair enough. Because let's, yeah, be, let's so. be true. We've both done things we deserve to be punched for. Oh, at some point in my life. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally deserve to be punched for some stuff. So, so yeah, that's the rocking chair room. Apparently it gets busy in there. And, you know, maybe, what if, what if, what if she's just trying to look out her window in peace and people keep coming in her freaking room? And, like, why the hell are you looking out the window, lady? And she's like, I don't know. It's a view. The, the, like, the whole place nice. is named for its view. It's a mountain view. It's a Monte Vista. Get out. Let me look out the damn window. Stop bothering me. You got me. your own room. Why are you coming in mine? Fuck. What is wrong it's with like, us? She's this, this foul-mouthed <laughs> old lady staring out the window. I hope so. I love foul-mouthed old women. Oh, they're the best. Give me a foul-mouthed old woman, please. Who's oh. just like a thousand percent done with everybody's shit. That's, I want that's that. What I want to be that. I aspire. Yes. 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 So moving next door from room 305 to 306 seems to be a really hopping part of the hotel. We have a little bit of a hanky-panky going on at some point in the history here. Ooh. Years ago, Flagstaff's red light district could be found just south of the railroad tracks, two blocks from the Monte Vista. In the early 1940s, two prostitutes were brought to room 306. This is not going to go well. During their quote-unquote visit, <laughs> they were killed and thrown from their third floor window to the cold street below why all the hate on the sex workers what the hell i don't know sex work is work it is valid work yes These women just trying to get their shit done you know the best way that they can often they don't have any other opportunities it is the world trying to survive oldest profession damn it for a fucking have reason some respect indeed mad respect for anybody doing that i can't do sex work i just i'm like no that's just not for me but I have such respect for anybody that does. Because I'm just like, that's a hard, hard job. Yeah, it is. I just, it is. And I just have such respect for sex workers. So yeah, we are sex positive here at Hemlock Radio. Very sex positive. Very. Um, so, these poor women. Over the years, numerous guests have reported being awakened in the middle of the night and unable to return to sleep due to a feeling that they are being watched. The majority of the time, our male guests report the feeling of having hands placed over their mouths and throats and awakening unable to breathe. I mean, I mean, I mean, if I were killed like that by a man, I would probably take revenge on men exactly. in general, too. Exactly. In the afterlife. We're like, yeah, I don't blame them. I don't blame them. You don't know. They probably had kids they're I'm trying to provide that for. Probably. And I'm not saying that, you know, they're. They're entirely justified in the generalization there, but yes, I understand I it. I understand. No judgment. Sorry, ladies. So the other thing that happens in this hotel um, is the Phantom Bellboy. The hotel guests report a knock on their door in a muffled voice announcing room service. And when the guests open the door, no one is there. <laughs> oh However, some guests have seen the figure of a bellboy standing outside room 210. That would be the worst job yeah. as a ghost. A bellboy. Forever. I just... 
I can't imagine just being forced to do room service forever and like any type of customer service job for yeah. your entire afterlife. You know who did see this bellboy? Mr. John Wayne hmm. himself. Like the John Wayne? Like the John Wayne. Like this hotel was like the hopping place. Like everybody come to stay at this hotel. Well, John Wayne was shit. one of the people. Yeah, so he was there and he said he saw this ghost a few of his st- during a few of his stays. Uh, he reported that the ghost seemed friendly and he did not feel threatened by his presence. I mean, he's a bellboy. That's kind of the job of customer service is to not be threatening. Yes, and I feel like John Wayne's a pretty threatening dude himself. I don't feel like John Wayne would ever feel threatened by, you know, I mean, by anybody. I don't know. I never met the guy. I didn't meet the guy either, but that's just my initial impression. He was an actor, so he could have been, like, a giant teddy bear, for all I know. He could have been. But I feel like the bellboy would be far more scared of John Wayne than John Wayne would be of the bellboy. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, and housekeepers currently frequent exper- frequently experience antics of the bellboy. Um, one person says that they see the young man in an old-fashioned red coat with brass buttons walking up and down the halls. So he just kind of seems there. It kind of sounds like he starts a little trouble every now and again. Because, like, people have come out of their hotel rooms when they hear the, you know, room service, and they, like, look down the hall and there's nobody there. Like, so nobody's, like, ding-dong ditching their hotel room. I'd be more pissed that there wasn't room service. I'd be like... I know. I'd be like, what the fuck? I want my food, <laughs> yelling, damn it. Y- yelling at the... <laughs> Yelling at the ghost down the hall, don't come back without crepes, damn it. <laughs> Next time, I want at least a burger. Come on. Yeah. Do a don't solid, show up empty handed. Come on. I'll tip you. money outside the door. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the Phantom Bellboy. And now, uh, one of the most, the probably the most disturbing one for me, personally. Oh, boy. Part of this. The baby in the basement. Oh, Oh, yeah, I was like, no, I couldn't handle this. This, if you were, if you're a ghost or a demon and you ever want to trap me, babies do it. I can't stand it. I can't stand the idea of a kid being hurt or in pain, especially babies. And you know me, I don't like kids. Yeah. I don't like them. I, like, I have two of them. I can firmly say I don't like kids. <laughs> but they're mine and I don't want to see anything bad happen to them. I just have a hard time relating to kids. You know, it takes a lot of work for me. Which is which but, is funny is because I like kids, have no have no interest in having them. I do not want kids. But I yeah. I like kids. But they yeah. scare See, like- the shit out of me. Well God, wait till you meet mine. Holy shit, you are not prepared. Kids are terrifying. <laughs> they are terrors. Oh my god, bless them. But like as I want I like the idea of having kids that are grown up that are like around the house with us when we're older. I love that idea. So, that is so appealing so, to me. But I got to go through the baby. So you're the saying kids face. you had kids so you can have somebody to take care of you when you get old. No, they can fuck <laughs> off and they don't have to take care of me. I'm probably not going to want anybody touching me in my cranky old age. Leave me the fuck alone. I'm just saying when I'm <laughs> but old, no, I want they'll them, be around. I want... <laughs> No, I don't mean like old, old. I mean like when, you know, like I'm in my 50s or whatever, you know, and they're off in their own lives, you know, they've got their own families and stuff and everybody comes over for the holidays and shit like that and come hang out. I'm down for that. I'm, I love that idea. I created That's my own great. future servants. No! <laughs> How dare. <laughs> I want to go to the nursing home. I'll be done and be like, I'll have them take care of me. I don't want to put that on my children. I think that's ridiculous. Oh, that's they just, got their own lives. That's what it sounded like. It was the best. Yeah. 
I've created my own caretakers. No. <laughs> but okay, baby in the basement. Ugh. The disturbing sounds of an infant crying in the basement have been heard again and again. Reported primarily by maintenance and laundry personnel, this is the one of the most disturbing encounters. Staff have found themselves running upstairs to escape the sound of the cries. Though the sounds are very real to those who hear them, there has been no information that has explained this phenomenon. So there's just a screaming baby in the basement. And they don't know why. They don't know why, and you can't help the baby. Oh, and pick it up and be like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Like, my daughter today, like, slipped and fell and bonked her head really hard. No. And I immediately, like, go over and swoop, scoop her up, and I'm just like, it's okay. It's okay. And she's screaming. Was she, no. You know, owie, owie, owie. Was she screaming before you sweeped her up? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, she hit hard. Like, she. Okay. She didn't want to put her uh, gloves on to go outside with Brian. And so she tried to lean back and we tried to catch her. Um, And so we grabbed her coat and then she like fully like arched backwards to try to get away from us. And we lost our grip on the coat and she just fell straight backwards and banged the back of her head straight on the wooden floor. Yeah. And so then we were like, oh, no. And then she ah, like she let wail. Poor thing. Well, yeah, I mean, she like was doing like the whole <laughs> thing that they do when you're crying real hard, and she was like telling us about it and yelling about it, and like, oh, baby. But then it was okay because we took her outside and she was happy. <laughs> she's so dramatic. Yeah, so I love like her. Oh, she's so dramatic, my little drama queen. I adore her. Ah, oh, it's my kids, but everybody else's kids. I'm just like, no, get away! Don't come near me! Don't touch me! See, I like other people's kids because I could give them back. Yeah, see, that's fair. But see, I don't like other people's kids because I can't discipline them. I can't say, hey, no, knock that off. Because then the other parents get mad at you like, don't talk to my kid that way. And I'm like, your kid's being an asshole. Okay, I'll talk to you that way. Your kid is having, yeah, they're like, your kid has no goddamn manners and is misbehaving themselves and behaving horribly. Yeah. My kids don't behave that way. They know not to behave that way. They have really good manners. And every time we go somewhere, everybody says how nice my kids are, especially my son, Jason. They're like, he's so well behaved and has such good manners. I'm like, I know I'm so proud of him. And then you get him home. And then we get him home and he's a terror to us. But, you know, we talk it through because we don't spank. We hate it. We know it doesn't work. So, yeah. But we talk it through and we work it out with him. And some days are good. Some days are bad. But yeah, I so that's him. the most disturbing one. I still say I have he's, two more. He is like mini me. I swear. Oh, I think he's he's very he's very similar to I was as a kid. So I have to get, cut him a little slack because I'm just like, yeah, this is a lot of me. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from the very disturbing baby. Oh shit! There's more. There's more. There's two more. Two more. There's the dancing couple. On several occasions, lounge staff and patrons have witnessed a transparent couple dancing in the cocktail lounge. They are seen in formal dress, laughing and smiling, eternally dancing. Oh, that's sweet. I don't know the story behind that. It's sweet. But what if they're like cursed and they just want to stop dancing and they it's just like can't? It's like fake they can't laughter. Stop dancing. They can't. Yeah, they can't stop laughing. They can't stop smiling. Like their eyes are screaming, but the rest of them is happy yes. and laughing. Silent tears rolling down their cheeks as they laugh and dance. Why did we have to make this so dark? Because it's us and it's better that way. Oh my god. (laughs) It was too sweet. It was too saccharine. We gotta dirty this up a little bit. (laughs) We're so disturbed. In the best way. The last one. 
the bank robber. In 1973, men robbed a nearby bank. During the robbery, a bank guard shot one of the men. Despite their injured comrade, they decided to celebrate by stopping at the lounge to have a drink, as one does. The wounded man bled to death while enjoying his last drink. Since then, both patrons and staff have reported being greeted by an anonymous voice saying, Good morning! There's also been reports of bar stools and drinks that seem to move on their own. That seems like something... I mean, what a way to go out, but... <laughs> that, that literally seems like something that would happen to me. I'd be, just be like, oh, no, I'm fine. I don't want to inconvenience you. Go on, we'll have a drink. That it's okay. That is you. God, and I would be the one yelling at you. You need to go right fucking now. I will drag no, no, you. I'm fine. I will throw you over my shoulder. I don't care. It's Shut up. It's not as bad as it looks. I swear. Go have no, your it drink. Is. Enjoy. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care how bad it looks. We're going to get it checked out anyway. My God, that is me. It is you. I you have a problem. To death. I have a problem. You have a problem. You have a poor. You have a big problem with that. Like, <laughs> but that's okay. That's what you have me for now. In your life, will be like, woman, I will take you to the doctor. No, shut up. I'll pay for it. I don't care. Let's go. No, you're not uh, fine. <laughs> oh my goodness. So that is the Flagstaff Hotel, the Hotel Monte Vista, and all its creepiness. All right, Meat Man, forever in our hearts. I love you, Meat Man. I love you, Meat Man. Just don't touch me with your cold hands, Meat Man. Yeah, don't don't touch me. We're cool. You keep as those patties you to me. yourself. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That happened. Yeah. That's what my mom would call it. My my grandmother, I don't know if it's just like that side of my family, my maternal side of my family, but your hands, they always call them your patties. Well, there's an image. I know. Call them your patties. Keep your patties to yourself. Did did they did they have some sort of weird hand cannibal in your past? I don't know. There's been some weird shit in my family, but I don't know. I don't know. They say weird shit in my house. And the other thing that the, my grandma used to say the weirdest shit. Like she used to say, <laughs> instead of for crying out loud, she would say for the love of crying upstairs in a bucket. Oh my god. And she used to say, God love a duck. <laughs> My favorite that my family would say, instead of saying, God damn it, they would go, God bless America. <laughs> I mean, that's on par for lately. Yeah. That oh, was a wow. thing that they would say, God bless America. Ahead of their time, they were. Oh, ahead of their time. Real trailblazers, my family. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. That's our show. <laughs> on that note ridiculous human beings that we are all right well um follow us instagram and twitter at hemlock radio we have a gmail account hemlockradio at gmail.com mm -hmm. you can send you us can... hate mail messages <laughs> yeah well if you send us hate mail i'll probably just delete it probably but um, we'll probably skim you know, it and go that's nice and then delete it yeah <laughs> Happy messages. If you want to send us stories, that's yeah. cool, too. If you've ever been to some of these places or seen a carnivorous tree or if you oh, want us yeah. to talk about something. Absolutely. We'd love it. That's all we got for you this week. And we will see you next week with more creepy, weird stuff. All right. Bye. Bye.